Most of us walk in the physical world 70% of the time and in the spiritual world only 30%. This is not how we should be living our lives. Ideally, you'll want to shift that walk the other way. This is To Win Within with Strong Thomason. If you're trying to really live your life instead of just going through the motions, you've come to the exact right place. Now, here is your host, Strom Thomason. Hello. Okay, today we, we finished up last week talking a little bit about writing journals. And another thing that I had been thinking of when... I kind of discovered that your spiritual relationship and the discovery of who you are, um, not only in, in the journals that I kept or times that I wrote things down, kind of just through life experiences, going back and thinking about different places in time. And one of the awarenesses that I had in the journal keeping was in reference to food and how much that plays a part in our getting in touch with our spirit and finding out who we are. Uh, it's such an important part of that because, you know, we can do things to mask our lives, you know, uh, alcohol, drugs, you know, food is a drug, believe it or not. There's, there's scientific basis for a lot of the things I'm going to tell you, but I discovered that through having the yo-yo in my life of sugar or alcohol or, you know, different drugs in my life that changed my perception and also changed my physical ability to do things. Um, it was kind of a downward spiral. And I had in my life growing up with two different sets of, you know, everybody's got two different grandparents, but in my life, they were very opposite from one another. Um, I had one side, my mom's side of the family that were from South Carolina and they were, everything was about food. We ate, you know, it was all, you know, Thanksgivings and Christmases was just unbelievable amounts of food and really, really good food and really, really fried food. And, um, then on the other side of my family, my dad's mom, really, my grandmother, both grandmothers were really influential, but my grandmother was about just growing your own food and knowing where it came from and talking to other people that were farmers and growing their food. And, and um, they had grown up on farms. They had done things in their lifetime that required a certain level of work in order to eat. I mean, they had cattle, they had chickens, and they ate from the stuff that they did. And both sets of grandparents were like that, very similar in that way, I guess maybe because their age. Um, they had gone through periods of time where you, you had to be self-sufficient. And um, But there was a vast difference in the way that they thought about things. You know, uh, one side was everything had butter on it, everything had, you know, grits. There was just... A ton of carbs involved and then with my grandmother on my father's side she was about like taking cod liver oil I remember going there for the summers and we'd be there for like three months and we would have to take cod liver oil every single day which was a good thing back then it seemed horrible to us we were not allowed to eat sugar 
I mean, we were just like, there was like my grandmother constantly preached about how it was a poison, you know, and, and I, I'm talking about like in the 70s, late 70s and 80s, my grandmother was talking about this on my father's side. And so I would notice that when we would go there, the summers that I went there, I lost weight. I was in really good shape. And I always just figured it was because I was on, you know, out in the country and we were riding horses and we were doing stuff and, you know, we were vacationing. But, um, you know, we worked on the farms, we did stuff, we walked everywhere, you know, we just, we burned a lot of energy. So I just thought it was because of that. And then a couple years after that, you know, maybe starting in my teens, I started going to my other grandmother's house, which we would go there, but it was only for short periods of time for Christmas or Thanksgiving or, or stuff, because we lived in Florida. So we would go visit them in South Carolina. And so I was never there for a long period of time. And then as I started becoming a teenager, you know, your metabolism's through the roof anyway, so it's really hard to gain weight. And I was working out and I was doing stuff. And I remember I went there for about two months when I was about, I don't know, maybe 14. And um, I went there for two months in the summer and I gained 15 pounds. Like, just smoothed out all of the muscles that I had. I mean, I took on, like, 15 pounds of just fat. And it, it was alarming to me. And it, it was very strange because after I spent that two months, the last month I went to my other grandparents. I drove a car across country by myself and went to my other grandparents to visit with them and help them drive a motorhome from Kansas City to Houston. And so I drove there and I noticed just in the month that I was with the, with my dad's, you know, mother, I, I lost all that 20 pounds. Like it just gone. It like evaporated. I was doing just as many things as I was before, except I wasn't eating sugar. I wasn't eating refined sugars. I wasn't eating fried foods. I wasn't having biscuits and gravy every breakfast and uh sweet tea which they joke around is the wine of the south i mean you can go to mcdonald's and get the best sweet tea you've ever had in your life in the south i mean like perfect <laughs> sweet tea and um everybody drinks it down there and i mean it, it was amazing to me that even with my metabolism being so high that ingesting and i was working like construction with my uncles. So like I was working every day and doing stuff and I still managed to put 20, 15 to 20 pounds of fat, like solid fat on my body. Now my muscles got bigger, you know, I mean, I, I, I they're working out and stuff. So maybe, you know, that five pounds of that was just more muscle, more water in my muscles. And it was, it was shocking to me because at the time I didn't really realize what it meant you know i just i didn't it didn't dawn on me i my diet changed and all of a sudden i lost weight to the point where i had people that were friends of mine since you know since we were kids and knew my grandparents and i had cousins that were asking me if i had taken steroids because 
I ballooned up so much, my face and my neck. And I mean, everything was larger and I had fat on my stomach all just from being in South Carolina and eating the way I was eating every single day. I mean, my grandmother would cook us food to take with us that we would warm up. And I just, I ate really horribly. And so I, it started to dawn on me that my sleeping patterns, everything was affected by this. I mean, everything that I did was affected by this. I mean, even my thought patterns. Um, I didn't really drink alcohol at the time. So it, it didn't seem like, you know, I was probably one of the few people that wasn't drinking alcohol at the time, you know, at that age of, of, 14, 15, 16 people, you know, start to experiment with alcohol. And I just didn't, it wasn't something that I, um, that I chose to do primarily because my dad was an alcoholic and I saw how crazy it made him. So I was like, I don't want to, I don't want to be that out of control or that feeling of, of not remembering something that I did. Um, so I went into this, you know, kind of blindly. I went to my grandparents' house and all of a sudden I started to lose the weight. And I thought to myself, man, that's amazing. And I didn't think anything of it other than, okay, well, I was I was working. I didn't really put the diet together. And then as I got older, I, I really wasn't somebody who drank alcohol. So I liked like sweets. They became something that, you know, maybe I just substituted for uh, through college and, and it depended on what I was doing when I started eating when I, whatever I wanted I would go into these workout phases where they were just like obsessive where you were taking protein shakes and and you're eating eggs and lots of protein and everything was about diet and, and and trying to cut weight and I noticed that in the diets you know the magazines they would promote essentially these shakes, these protein shakes, and they tasted like candy. I mean, they were amazing. And they tasted like candy, and you would put on weight, but it wasn't It wasn't the same kind of weight. It wasn't really lean muscle. It was just like, yeah, you put on muscle and you got size. And so I started noticing that, that whenever I drank the shakes, I would put on muscle, but I'd also put on a ton of fat. And a couple times I would get sick, and, you know, you'd get the flu or you'd get whatever was going around. And I would notice that when I stopped drinking the protein shakes, that all of a sudden I'd, I'd look leaner. Like I'd look more like I had lean muscle mass. And all I had done is quit taking the thing that I thought had amino acids and protein. It was supposed to be healthy for you. And I also noticed that every time I got sick, when I got done being sick, I felt more mentally clear. I felt like way more energy and I just thought I chalked it up to okay well maybe it was I was sick and I was been so low for so long that now I'm coming out of this and I'm feeling good and one day I finally decided that I just I wasn't going to take the protein shakes anymore and see what my body could do without taking any protein shakes whatsoever and so I cut them out I just basically cut them out of my life I didn't drink soft drinks um, the only sugar I would eat would probably be ice cream and when you're working out all the time, you're trying to get in like physical shape because you're trying to look like a certain physique, you know, it becomes much about symmetry and much about, you know, being in that physical fitness mindset 
which by the way, a lot of the people that are in that industry are really focused on looks and really focused on ego and how they present themselves outwardly. It's not necessarily your physical health doesn't actually equal your mental health. You will, you know, get serotonin levels. You will feel better when you're working out. But if you're in a poor mental state, um, spiritual state, you're, 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 it becomes an obsession to where you don't really see the thing that's in front of you. And so food can play a part on that obsession by, you know, eating only certain things and cutting certain things out of your diet. And so what I really started to notice was when I eliminated sugar, I was much more mentally clear. I slept better. Um, and I didn't really have to worry about maintaining my, my weight. I just, and it wasn't that I was just eating like an Atkins diet or anything like that. I mean, I, I tried that later in time. I started to try to do different things to see how my body would react to them. And I noticed that um, a main thing was cutting out sugar and then I cut out dairy, which your body level has a certain pH and that has a dramatic effect. All of these things, when I talk about sugar, I talk about pH, I talk about alcohol, those are really key words that you can go on you know, YouTube, which is just, it's extraordinary that that channel even exists where you can go on and you can find out so much information and make a decision yourself. I mean, this should just, this is just my story and my discovery, but a lot of the things that I'm relaying to you are through experience, but they're also through research, taking the time to figure out, you know, what works for you and how it works for you. I'm, I'm telling you that the research that I've done w just in my life and putting to application the things that I've learned, I'm relaying that to you. And I can tell you with, with sugar, you know, some of the things that I found out were alarming. I mean, it is as addictive as heroin. Like it literally stimulates the same place in your mind as heroin. And you know, essentially our whole system, our food system, the way that it's structured, is not like my grandparents lived. It wasn't seasonal. You know, they didn't have ingredients that they went to get. It was like just like flour or sugar or milk. There was just certain ingredients they had, but they didn't have them all the time. They ate what they grew, they ate what somebody else grew, and they traded it back and forth. So there wasn't this whole grocery store system set up like there is nowadays. And, you know, I'm sure most of the people have heard something about sugar, but they really don't dive into the research of it. And it's extraordinary how many processed foods that maybe you think is just savory. They're just, you know, things that shouldn't have sugar in them. And they have sugar in them. Like if you really start looking at ingredients, they have sugar in them. And there's a reason why corporations discovered this a long time ago. The turn of the century, they discovered that if you put sugar in anything, people would eat it. They would buy it. They, would, they wanted it. They would crave it. 
And so they created sugars, even fructose, even corn syrup. All these things are the same trigger in your mind and have that same imprint of addiction. I mean, I've seen gravy or ketchup. I mean, they're filled with sugar. You can't even believe how much sugar is in it. And the insulin levels in your body that are that are reacting. I mean, if you look at 30% of the public in the United States is obese. I mean, diabetes is through the roof. You can't explain. I mean, you can literally track when sugar came in and you can literally track all of the issues with sugar, the poisons that it is. I mean, even your children are constantly bombarded by sugar. Constantly. Everything that they, I mean, any kind of processed food has some type of sugar in it, a high amount, and your kids react off of that. And then you say they're out of control, and your doctor prescribes Ritalin or something that will get them down off of this high that they're constantly on, and they have behavior issues. We're coming up on a commercial break, and I will dive more into this when we get back. This is very important for literally your spiritual health as having this mindset of of food and what you put into your body and how well it works when you put the right things in. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. What makes someone successful in their field? On Transformational Energy Leadership, Dr. Matthew Allen Woolsey speaks to amazing guests who share their ideas, advice, tips, and tricks as to what defines success for them. The result is positive transformation for you. You'll learn that personal energy is the key to make it work. And you'll hear through actual examples how to bring that positive transformation to life. Listen live every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Empowerment. It's time to live the life of inner peace that you deserve. Tune in every week for Sacred Exploration with host Lisa Tremont Oda. You can discover the you that has been kept hidden all this time. Show off your personal gifts to the world. Lisa and her guests will combine health and spirituality to bring you the experience that you've been waiting for. You'll enjoy this journey every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's sure to be a nourishing experience. We hear just be you a lot these days. But who are you? What is an authentic life? The answer to these questions and more will be answered on The Authentic Living Show, hosted by Andrea Matthews. Andrea will interview some of today's spiritual, psychological experts and will provide her own wisdom to help you raise your consciousness to the level of your I am. Listen for Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Heard live every Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Who are you, really? Are you the person you want to be, or are you the person that others want you to be? Think about that. We don't always recognize our gifts and potential because we stick to old methods of being and do what others in our lives tell us. It's time to break through. Listen for Rediscovering the Magic of Being with Marja. Each program connects you back to whom you were meant to be every Tuesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time and 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Tune in. 
It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to To Win Within. To reach Strom Thomason or his guest today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to stromsworld at yahoo.com. Now back to this week's show. Okay, we were talking about foods and they, the way they can have an effect on your awakening to who you are, your understanding, your spirit, and and how things are, what, uh, awareness comes to you, you know, um, and and there's all kinds of, of things that, that are based in your body's efficiency. You know, your body can bring your spirit down. You can be unhealthy and your mental focus is so much on your health and the way that you feel that you don't have that, that spiritual point. You're like, you're, it's like part of depression. It's part of like lowering like the frequency. I, I speak sometimes in reference to listening to 432 Hertz music, um, the, the certain octaves that were involved in that and how that affects you. Well, you know, the level of water in your body or the efficiency of, of what your body's doing can have an effect on the way you take things in spiritually. You know, if we have uh, a very large percent, something like 90% of our body, 70 to 90% of our body is, is water. And we talked about the frequency having an effect on that. Um, and your rhythm of your body. So if you start eating poor things, it's like um, certain things are more conductive with electricity than others. And, you know, uh, electricity will flow through that. Well, the same principle with us. If we're going to be like extra fat, like we're storing fat, we have high insulin levels because of sugar or alcohol or processed foods, then you're going to lose that side of your spirituality because your health is poor. So you're not in tune with the very frequencies that are of joy, of happiness, that are those higher frequencies because you're constantly bombarding. You're not a con- good conductor of those energetic forces. Everything has a frequency. The trees do. The, you know, A rock. It doesn't even have to be alive. Just everything resonates with the frequency, and so do you. So when you bombard yourself with, with processed foods or alcohol and sugar – you become less in tune with those things. You become less aware of those things. And your body goes into a rhythm of, you know, find that. I can tell you that in in my lifetime, coming in and out of sugar or drinking, I didn't really drink alcohol until I was like 35. And I had kids and, and went out with somebody and somebody asked me a question, how can you not drink? It helps you relax. And I didn't, I hadn't really touched it, so I was like, okay, I'll try it. And a a weird correlation with it was that for a while, when I first started drinking alcohol, and this was after I had been trying to, you know, I'd gone back and forth with weightlifting and not weightlifting, and it seemed like whenever I lifted weights, I was in shape, and I ran, and I just did everything I could. I could eat pretty much what, 
you know, what I wanted to a certain extent. I didn't have, it's like when I started drinking alcohol, there was a correlation between that and sugar because I, I didn't crave sugar as much when I drank alcohol. I craved, craved another drink. And the sugar kind of tapered off for a little while. And then probably in, in some of the worst times in my, my health of my body, I would go into both. Like the, there were just drinking involved. And then after I'd have a couple drinks, well, then somehow, some way I would find some sugar and I would eat sugar, whether it was my kid's cereal or kid's cookies or ice cream or whatever, and not even like really register that I even had it. It was just like there was a craving right before I crashed and went to sleep. And it became a habit. And whenever I had those habits, my health was so affected. But at the time, I was so young, I didn't, you know, it didn't even register to me. I just figured everybody ebbs and flows. And that's normal to fluctuate and be in you know, a very tall person at 6'5", I would fluctuate my weight, God, as much as 40 or 50 pounds. Easy. You know, and I could drop it really fast, you know, start working out, eat right, you know, and the reason you ate right is because all the magazines told you it's protein and it's, you know, it's good good vegetables and, and these supplements. And so you got on a regiment where you like, it became an obsessive nature of, of physicality, you know, and so you, you wouldn't want to drink as much, you know, if you were working out and the next day you wanted to get your, you know, adrenaline rush of working out because it does make you feel good. It really has an impact on your life. And there is an element to working out that helps you understand that spiritual level that, that, that gives you hormones that literally make you happy so you you get on a a high and it's if it's mixed with that spirituality if it's mixed with that understanding if it's mixed in the and the basis of of being humble and understanding that not everybody's in the same place i didn't judge fat people when i got in shape i didn't I, I, I never looked at them and said, what is the matter with them? Why can't they do the same thing I'm doing? It was hard. I mean, this is, like I said, there's an addiction to this stuff, whether it's alcohol, whether it's sugar, you know, no matter what it is, just food, starchy foods. There is an addiction to foods. I personally am somebody that is very passionate about a lot of almost anything that I do in my life. So when I look at back on my, my life and the way that I've eaten food, I see a correlation. I see a correlation with that level of, of spirituality, with that level of commitment um, to my body. Now, as I've gotten older, you see the effect a lot faster. And it's, it's sneaky, you know, it's sneaky. You get off sugars, you get off, you start eating healthy, you know, a couple of years ago, I did a diet where I was essentially just eating raw organic vegetables, which I thought was, I thought was crazy, but the type of people that I was meeting, the type of people I was running into, you know, they were very specific about their spiritual journey and how much overcoming the addiction of food 
And I never really thought of it like as an addiction. I guess I just switched obsessions. I was either obsessed about being in shape or I was obsessed about eating food. So I've fluctuated in my life. And as I got older, I see that it has more and more of an effect on you. But probably the biggest surprise to me was when I started eating raw organic vegetables and minimally cooking things, not not overcooking stuff, not cooking it forever. I mean, like minimally and not even using like oils. I was just putting a little bit of water in the bottom of a pan and kind of lightly steaming something and it was still crunchy. And, you know, I, I put, I think a little bit of raw organic olive oil on stuff, but I put lots of seasonings on things. I put like garlic and, you know, garlic powder, onion powder, salt and pepper, you know, not a ton of salt, but, I put those things in my diet and I could not believe I lost in two weeks. I lost about 20, about 15 to 20 pounds in two weeks. And I went cold Turkey. I mean, like I cut everything out, no alcohol. I drank more water than I even thought was possible. I mean, like I drank, woke up in the morning, a liter and a half of water and it was amazing to me how different I looked because when you live with yourself every day, you don't really notice things. You know, sometimes our mind plays tricks on us. I mean, I've had, I've had friends of mine, I've had girlfriends of mine that had eating disorders and the way they saw themselves in the mirror wasn't really what was appearing in front of them. Like they had a, a dysmorphia about what they look like. And... I could probably say that in my lifetime, I was probably easier on myself um, than most people are. Like I, I would see something better. I know that sounds crazy, but I really would. I mean, only when times when I would like look at a picture, would I all of a sudden recognize, oh my gosh, that doesn't look like me. That that's and I didn't take that many pictures or I wasn't around that many people that had pictures of me because it didn't really matter to me. And it was always something that was like a catalyst. And I remember looking at these pictures after two weeks. And I mean, the dark circles under my eyes, the, the, the color of my eyes, my skin, like I looked like I look like the 15 pounds that I lost was actually 15 years. Like it's extraordinary. I'll put it up on the website, but it's, it's, it's extraordinary. The difference between these two things. And I mean, it was, it was kind of a cleanse. It was a cleanse involved with it. And you know, it was, it was through a friend that I met and then I met the person that came up with the cleanse and it was a really, it was a really amazing cleanse. It was a liver cleanse and a colon cleanse and all these different things to get rid of toxicity in your body. But essentially when you put in raw organic foods, the way they were created, okay, and, and, and if we're of this earth, if we're made up of these particles on the planet, then these things that are in these fruits and vegetables are what are essential to our body's needs. So when you eat organic, not something that's grown specifically made to weigh and then sell to you, whether they picked it when it was green or not, it doesn't have the same vitamins and minerals 
So your your body bases everything, the way it releases hormones, the way it does things on all of these nutritional factors. One thing's missing, magnesium, zinc. I mean, all these things play in a role of your health. And if you have poor physical health, it's very hard to have a heightened spiritual awareness. And what I noticed was when I lost that 15 years, as I like to joke around with people, when I lost that 15 years, I looked better, but it was more the feeling and the clarity that came with it. It was, it was a, a greater understanding. It was like the, uh, all the physical elements were like in tune and therefore I could really read and feel and explore my spirit, the, the, the essence of me. And, and, and it, it grew. It was, it, was, it was extraordinary to me how much it grew in that time and how much it mattered for your conscious level, how much it had an effect on your perception. I also noticed just from uh, the physical standpoint, I just, it wasn't just the 15 pounds that I lost. It wasn't just, it was like I wasn't craving the same foods. And even, even not, not craving it, when I ate something that was good, I was satisfied with a very little amount which was shocking to me because I'm a big person and I always thought, you know, big people eat lots. You know, I need a lot of food for me. I was shocked at when you give your body the things that it needs and your body's not constantly releasing insulin, which gets in the way of, you know, your mind literally going, I don't need any more to eat. I'm I'm, I'm full that, that little light doesn't go off when you constantly have insulin levels going through the roof because you're taking in high carbs or high sugar and then you're like crashing from it. And, you know, it's the same thing when you get, when you get tired uh, after eating sugars, you're, you're essentially just crashing. Your energy was just fake. It was up there for a little while and then you just crash. Um, I noticed that when I was in that place of of eating smaller meals and getting the nutrition that I, that I needed, that I had less cravings. I didn't want to go get Mexican food and a margarita because when, when I would have those times that I was like, okay, well, I'll cut loose a little bit. I'll eat some chips and I'll eat, you know, just one of the meals that I used to eat. The reaction from my body was horrific. Like it was very upset with me. And it's amazing how you can get used to, and there's this transition that goes from when you go from being in poor health to being in good health, there's, there's a little weird detox period that you go through where you just don't feel good. You're like getting rid of that stuff. And then on the other side of that is this incredible amount of energy and this incredible amount of focus. And it's like you're on a higher plane of consciousness like you just you can feel you can read you're happy you're getting the hormones that you need you're creative like a lot of the world opens up to you 
as far as the spirit when you're in that place. So you feel good. You get past that first two weeks of working out or being sore. And when I say working out, I was a fiend for working out. Like I really went crazy with it and probably injured myself where shoulders or knees are concerned because I was trying to be something my body had the potential of being but didn't need to be. And so when I say exercise, I don't care if you go on a 20-minute walk, a 40-minute walk, a you know, whatever it is, just any kind that's getting your blood flow, getting things circulated. When you do that, combined it with nutrition, you feel amazing. I mean, like you really feel amazing and you're so much more capable of being in tune with spirit because your whole frequency is higher. So having that effect on me, just doing the walking, just losing the weight, just having that understanding, there's also the other side of that to where, you know, sometimes life dictates because things get hectic or things happen that all of a sudden you're on vacation or whatever the deal is, you know, your environment changes dramatically. And in that change in your environment, you start to kind of go, well, it's more convenient just to eat with my kids. It's more convenient just to eat Thanksgiving dinner and not be the one that doesn't pile on all the stuff on my plate. It's much easier to do that. And that transition has a dramatic effect because you slide back in to a lower level of health in your body. And that also changes your hormones, which may changes the perception that you have of everything that's happening around you. So when we get back from this break, we're going to talk about not only the transition from from being unhealthy to healthy, but also going back to the cycle of being unhealthy. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. What makes you a success? Is it your business or career? Is it your family and social life? How do you achieve the next level in your success? Tune in to Infinite Success Radio with host Rachel O'Brien Eddy. Rachel and her amazing guests are here to encourage, inspire, and empower you to take control of your destiny and achieve the level of success you were born to reach. How do ordinary people become extraordinary? Find out with Infinite Success Radio, broadcasting live every Friday at 6 a.m. Pacific Time, 9 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. The White House doctor makes house calls. Listen every week for House Calls with Dr. Connie Mariano. Dr. Connie has served as the White House physician under three U.S. presidents. Now she joins the Voice America Empowerment Channel to help you enrich yourself physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Our guests will include professionals from a variety of fields who will bring you tips that you can apply to your own life. Listen for House Calls with Dr. Connie every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. If you're ready for big changes in less than one month's time, you're ready to tune in for Radical Change Now with Dr. Mary Oz. It's where healing meets the law of attraction in an engaging package. You'll hear from guests and callers as they share their stories, offer solutions to life's challenges, and much more. With Dr. Mary's approach, even a child could effectively learn and apply the concepts discussed on each week's show. 
Listen live every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Empowerment. Don't you just wish sometimes that life could come with a do-over button? We'd probably use it a lot more than we think. What if there was one do-over button you could use each week? Make that place the Voice America Empowerment Channel for Code to Grace, the empowered women's guide to life, with host Marilyn Mosier. Marilyn and her guests will help you find the key to break free from the chains of your life and start anew. Listen live every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 12 noon Pacific Time on Voice America Empowerment. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to To Win Within. To reach Strom Thomason or his guest today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to stromsworld at yahoo.com. Now back to this week's show. Okay, so we're talking about um, the transition uh, from being unhealthy to being healthy and the awakening of who you are in your spirit in this process. It's a very important step. You know, it was funny. I was, I was listening during the commercial break to some of the commercials and they have doctors that will tell you this, all of this information that I'm telling you right now is available to you more now than ever in the history of the world because of the internet and how you can find things out and how you can research it. People are talking about the same things. We have witnessed this. I'm telling you my specific story about this journey. You know, I'm telling you about things that have happened to me and going from healthy to unhealthy is still something that can happen. Even though you have the awareness, even though you've been through the process, even though you felt better, that that level of addiction to food or alcohol or whatever we're going to focus ourselves on because we need a break or we assume whatever, even if it's just, just for the fun of the, the endorphins that are released when you eat certain foods, you know, you can, you can ebb and flow. It is a very, very addictive thing. Foods can be, you know, so many times we, we're humble in the fact that maybe we have this awareness when we are the healthy versions of ourselves we don't look at other people that aren't being that way and we we say well i did it so you can do it but it really is an addiction this is something that there should be compassion empathy and trying to get somebody to have that awareness saying something to them you know have you ever thought about getting healthy you want to do it for me this is what happened this is what i did if they don't want it then they don't want it i can tell you in my practice, when I meet people, most of it's through word of mouth, and I will ask the person, do you want help? Do you want to change? Do you want that awareness? If they say no, I'm out. I'm not wasting my time. I'm not chasing them down. I will still be here when they become ready. So I plant some seeds. I talk to them about something, and then I move on. This, this for me, is such an essential part of my life and I'm sharing it with others because it just can't be this awareness of all of these other factors and food not be one of them. It's extremely important to, to, for your body to be an antenna for good energy and good frequency and 
if your body's not in tune with that, if your body's all out of whack, you're not going to be able to get to that same level, a heightenedness consciousness. You're not going to be able to hit those marks if you're not feeding your body the correct thing. And I'm, I'm telling you right now, and we, we base everything on a physical look. That's crap. Dude, I know guys that work for Dell that are skinny bean poles that do nothing but eat like sugary drinks and caffeine all day. And their food may not be a problem for them, but they're addicted to other drugs and they're very unhealthy. They may look healthy as far as, okay, well, they're not obese, but they still have other issues. This is really about that that journey that I've been on because I can be tall and skinny or I can be look like a linebacker or a lumberjack depending on what I'm doing with my body. I have those abilities and I've been in all of those arenas where I've been in an amazing shape and and felt so good about myself because it was from an ego place that I was missing a lot of spirituality in my life. So in this journey and at my ebbs and flows, what I've discovered is, is that in those moments that I am in that mind, body, and soul. And I mean, they're just the commercials I listened to just a minute ago. That's what they're talking about, about being in tune with those things. This is just another, this is just a different farmer with different land and same seeds. What we're trying to cultivate here, what we're trying to express to you is what we've learned, what we've come across. You know, before the internet, before everybody was a storyteller. And there were stories that were teachings. It's the same principle. So when I talk about going from, and it's so amazing to go from an unhealthy place to a healthy place. There's also that same rise in, in energy levels, that same rise in serotonin, which is the happy you know, place in your brain. All of those things, when your body is in tune, all of those things go away. But you don't know it because of the level of addiction of what you're doing to yourself. So as you transition back in, and this is my experience, and I've witnessed people do it, all of a sudden, you know, you're eating... You're on vacation, so you start eating a little bad here. And, you know, you know well, the kids are going to have pancakes. Don't throw those away. I'll eat them. And you get this high. You get this rush, this feeling from eating these foods that you haven't eaten before or, or for a while. And even though you crash, because everybody has that where they eat the bad thing. You know, like I was talking before, your stomach gets upset and your body reacts negatively to it. You know, you may have acne, you may have dry skin, you may have oily skin. I mean, it doesn't, your body's going to react in a negative way to being introduced to these things that are like fried chips, which is basically a tortilla that's dropped in grease. And so, yeah, of course it's good. Of course it tastes amazing. And then you feel a little bit bad afterwards, but then it's, it becomes one of those things where you just kind of piece it in. And next thing you know, you're drinking some alcohol with it and, and that feeling of bad, you don't really recognize it because you're, all you're thinking about is the feeling of good when you start eating it. So you transition back to that place of being on a lower frequency. And then the next thing you know, you look different in the mirror. You put on a pair of pants. I mean, I've got a closet full of like before and after clothes. It's like these are the skinny clothes when I get crazy. And these are the, the fat clothes when I get crazy. When I eat too much, you know, where... You see like those people in New Jersey or in the Midwest or in California that are over 45 years old and they're wearing sweatsuits. The reason they're wearing a sweatsuit is because it has elastic and, and it doesn't show form. 
it, it hides everything because and you start to become depressed because the hormones that make you happy are getting minimal. They're diminishing. And you're relying on the food. And then you're relying on the alcohol to make you feel better. And you're relying on the food to make you feel better. And it becomes a vicious cycle to where that one thing that is destroying you is the thing, which is uh, typically, if you think about it, it's addiction, no matter what that addiction is. And when I say come from a place of humility, come from a place of, of empathy, I mean that especially in a physical way. Because, you know, the, the way this, this house for our body that walks around, when it's, when it's going through life, depending on what you're feeding it, depending on where you're at, it has a big effect on your spirituality. And, and when you're in a spiritual place, this is, this is not even, there is no effort involved in not judging somebody. Zero. There's zero effort involved in, in judging someone because you're happy that you're in the place that you're in. Spirituality is not about judgment. It's not about definition. And it's not hard to feel empathy for somebody when you've been to that place. So just like consciousness, just like your spiritual levels, your physical levels can go up and down. And it doesn't matter if you've been in the, in the place of amazement and my body looks great and I feel physically great about myself. I know people that are in the best shape of their lives and they're so full of themselves that there's no spirit there. They think somehow they've won the lottery. It's like when you meet a rich person and they act as if, you know, they've worked harder than you or they've been smarter than you and they have money, but they aren't living a spiritual life. They're not even maybe living a complete life because they're so focused on making money. I know lots of people that are super wealthy that are miserable people. They pretend to be happy. They don't experience life the way God created it at all. They have moments that they create that are, that are heightened moments, but they're not really living life as, as they should, as they could. They don't even have awareness of things that are going on around them because everybody gets focused on different things. These focuses on, on, on food and your spirit allow those things not to be so obsessive, allows you to have a balance when you have understanding. You know, I, I, I've almost worn in my lifetime, I've almost worn it as a badge of honor not to be understood or not to be, not to care if somebody's judging me in a certain way. I've almost been like, it doesn't matter what you think. It's my life. I'm doing whatever I feel. And now I've come to a point where I understand that food has such an impact on that. And I am personally getting ready to go through a journey again. Having this awareness and teaching these things, I've gotten sidetracked in my life for whatever reason. You know, everybody's got their button they can push and they start going down that road. Well, I too have that same button. I'm human. And so now I'm putting to application this part of my life that has gone astray. You know, it is there is a constant work and a constant focus on this life. This is a journey. It ebbs and flows. You have different things that happen to you. Some people will get sick and that snaps them into an awareness and takes their life in a different direction. You know, you can be sick by eating the wrong things. You can be 
unaware of the fact that you are you are decreasing your spiritual awareness by substituting it with food or alcohol or drugs. And at first they're fun, at first they're good, and then all of a sudden the next thing you know they don't do the same thing they used to, and now you're doing them just to not feel bad as opposed to just they make me feel good. And, and you're substituting your spiritual relationship with the whole world around you. And there's much more we're going to talk about with food over this series of talks. But it's, it's, it's essentially important that you start to look and do the, and, and when I say write the journal, that was the first part I was talking about, that you will be amazed at what happens in your journal, how different even the words that you use will be. So look up some of these things that I'm talking about. Look into them. Go on YouTube. Research it. And it doesn't matter if the person has a doctor in front of their name or not, a DR or their homeopathic doctor. I mean, really look into how foods affect people's bodies. And getting the right foods in your body can affect everything, every single thing of your awareness. If this is the antenna to your spirituality, if, you're, if this is the house for your soul, then what you do with your house and how you build it matters. How you take care of it matters. Because your spirit's not going to die. It's just going to move on to another place. It's just going to move on. But you, cannot, you can kill this experience by harming your body. So look into that research. I'm going to be talking about what's going on in my life and how this is changing as I go through this period. And I think you're going to hear it in my voice and I think you're going to hear it in my show. So I thank you. You can go to Two Win Within. I'll be posting some things in reference to this. And have a good week. Thank you for joining us for To Win Within. Be sure to join Strom Thomason for another edition next Thursday afternoon at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until our next show, have an even better week.